You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hockey fans, if you'd like a copy of my new book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to flankerpress.com. If you'd like a personalized copy for $25 plus shipping, email me at terryryan2020 at gmail.com. That's terryryan2020 at gmail.com. Episode 108B of Tales with TR. I'm your host, Terry Ryan, being joined, Terry Ryan Jr., that is, being joined today by none other than Terry Ryan Sr. Sr., give yourself a hello. Yo to everybody. It's been a while. It has been a while. No big intro today. This was uh, last minute, Sr. You know why? Because Jason Strudwick dropped out. So that's why. We got you on here because we had to have you. No, I'm just kidding. Back by popular demand. And we used to have a, uh, we were doing some stuff live on Instagram and on YouTube, guys. And people asked me about it and I just don't have the time. I've been real, real busy uh, with a lot of things. The last couple of weeks back here, it's been uh, Hudson and Rex. And I started to do cameos for those out there that uh, want a birthday greeting or a bachelor party shout out or whatever it might be you know how it works and uh really just working on some upcoming things that i have going on senior did i tell you i'm going to rapid city 20 minutes from mount Rushmore, uh, rapid city iowa isn't it uh south dakota, south dakota. scotty burt coaches there he just went down and and hooked me up so they're, they're fans of shorzy and the you know the, the i'm going to tell some stories rushmore 
more. That's nice. Yeah, I, man. I, I'd like to see that. About 70,000 people. Rapid City, it's called. South yeah. Dakota. Um, and I'm going to go down for two or three days. Not only that, senior, I'm going. So Ryan Anderson heard about it. Skinny Anderson down in Austin. And he's got me going to Austin. Oh, my Lord. Be in a, same that, same sort of thing. Play, that, I got to organize. A that's, ball fantastic. that's fantastic. That's uh, fantastic. I'm going to do a live podcast. I think I'm going to do public speaking, uh, stuff like that. And then. Say uh, hi to say hi to Skinny. Sun Valley, Idaho called as well. A guy, Sean O'Grady, used to hang out with Mike Matt. Remember, he he used to hang out, played some senior hockey and everything here. Like back in the day when you coached, we used to go down to Trinity Pub. It was Dave Manning's buddy. Sean yeah, O'Grady. Sun Valley. Where does that tie in? Because I, I guess he must be living down. He left that, here to go to That's San not a Diego. cheap place to live. No, we were there, remember? Schwarzenegger and Hank's there. Yeah. They all got places there. Marty Flickle lives out there. I'm only looking like on senior. I, I only know of this because I follow the Steelheads and I forget a lot of it. But Sun Valley has like a senior hockey team out there that a lot of the pro guys. Now, oh, I don't want to get ahead of myself. If anybody's absolutely gorgeous spot in that area, I don't know what league it is. I don't know what. But I paid because after I played there, Marty Flickle went. He's like numbers retired. He played. Remember that guy from Tacoma? Flickle? Yeah, he, yeah, he did. Yeah, Great I remember scorer, him. Man. I remember yeah, him. Just, yeah. You know, and almost. I don't want to again, Marty. He was like Brent Ashcroft. Like he played, he'd fight if he had to. He played. It was the Western League, so he did it. But if there was no, he would have been better off if there was no like holdups. If there was no fighting, you know. Yeah. He, he was just a real, real quick guy with wicked hands. Probably would have been more successful now, but found himself. And and he did play pro for a while in many places, but found himself there in Idaho. And if you were, if you were in your late twenties or thirty, I often say like one of the best places I've ever played. Perfect size rink, perfect size town. They love you. Uh, there's lots to do. And Sun Valley is just a little excursion away. And Senior, tell us about the grave that we uh, visited up there. Sun Valley, Idaho. Well, I I did a wherever we go or wherever we've gone. I've done always done historical research, being an historian. And I found out that, um, that uh, oh, God, uh, Ernest Hemingway. That's where he's buried. We and went up on, we, we, we were there in the winter. And yeah. the story is, and this is fortuitous as you could get. I remember, number one, I was surprised that we were coming into it. There was no big sign up. Ernest Hemingway's grave, like, like uh, uh, you know, uh, out in the West, watching the Wild Wild West, the uh, Doc Holiday yeah. signs everywhere. And I remember going to a travel agent and I said, excuse me, it says here that Sun Valley now. Hemingway is buried here. Oh, he said, yeah, he's down there. There's a little graveyard, about 50 people in it. And he's buried close to the tree. <laughs> I said, oh, OK. We all so, went down. So there sure enough, fucking senior, it was four feet of snow. There was. There was. Well, I remember having this to climb like over, a, yeah. over the embankment to get been in anywhere. there. And on top of that, I was looking uh, for a headstone that's upright. Yeah. So I'm going I'll around. Never forget it, man. I'll I never can't forget find it. it. I see the tree. I go over. I, I I can't. He said it's by the tree. I can't. But once again, I'm assuming it's upright. I remember because I got the picture home. I took it and put it on the wall. And I was standing on something smooth. And I started kicking the snow away. I remember. And lo and behold, it was Ernest Hemingway. Now for I couldn't believe for it. For people that don't know. <laughs> so we went what the, the 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 gig was I was playing in Idaho. That was actually the year that I had my career ender. It was so 
bittersweet. I loved playing there, but I, 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 I'd hurt my ankle in Dallas and I went to Boise to see if I, and I kept playing too early and it was a really fun year off the ice, but uh, on, I, w- I was going through a lot of, a lot of injuries. So anyway, figured let's make the most of it here. Like I'm in Idaho, like it could be worse. I'm getting paid anyway to be here. And part of the deal was with the, with the steelheads that my, my parents came down. There's a few perks that they threw in and, uh, or I had flights. So I was like, my mom and dad wanted to come down. So we figured that out, but you guys came down and Sun Valley. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing an hour. It could be a little bit longer, but it's outside of Boise. But at the time there was a big, to me more. And Bruce Willis had moved there. First of all, they just bought and, a town. Yeah. And, and, I think it's called Haley right outside. Haley right outside of Sun Valley. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And, um, cause the and, guy that pointed out said, see that place over oh there. That's God. where that's where Bruce Willis and Debbie Moore lives. Yeah. The house they had on big ranch. And, and it was, it was, there was people moving there. So like the auto steelheads are, we had a wicked rank, like, and not huge, like maybe 4,500 or 5,000, but it was attached to a hotel. It was, it was, bank. it was one of the more creative yeah, ranks. Bank I tell of you. America center. And then just beautiful. The, the, there was a restaurant up in the, top the whole level. backdrop. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and the back part of the restaurant, if it was nice, it kind of came up and it looked out over into the real cool little downtown area. Yeah. And, um, but, but what it was, there was, there was no pro teams within like Salt Lake city was the closest. And again, that's minor league. There was, there was nothing within hundreds of miles in any direction. So there would be, you know, I remember Dustin Hoffman coming to a game, Paul Revere, the sixties musician. He was a season ticket holder, uh, Bill Buckner, the famous Boston Red Sox for, for all the wrong reasons, really. Cause he was a hall of famer as well. He, he lived there. He golfed with us sometimes. So it was a really unique spot and, and Sun Valley, was like where all these celebrities were moving. So I remember both of us saying we might as well head up there and check it out. And we took mom and I think, I think Scotty Burt might even have come up or maybe he did with me. After. Stallone, they all, I they remember, were, yeah. cause you know how friendly I am. I get to talk to the locals. Cause I want to find out. Oh, he said, this guy was a carpenter. He said, I just, I'm building or I just built a house for Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone out on some lake, whatever Schwarzenegger, Tom Hanks, big directors, they're all here. He said, you see him in the summer? And he said, just normal guys. You know, he said, the, pop, yeah, the populace that. suggests, well, hi, how you doing? Yeah, no big I remember deal. that. And uh, I remember going in. And Sun Valley itself is, is it, like the tie. It's like when we say like we went talk to a travel agent, this was walking up like one little strip. It's a tiny place, tiny. Yeah, yeah very that? tiny. So and when, when we went there, we're like, we want to go to this famous bar that Ernest Hemingway, he's a famous drinker, and he used to go in and write. And the, the last one that he was at, actually, yeah. before he. So we went in and because he hung out there, but like. Big log, we, sort of a log. We were going look. into Sun Valley thinking that we'd have to like ask people directions. and But but I mean, there was only so many bars there. Like it was a little strip. It was like almost a Wild West town. Yeah. Almost like that. So there was only one strip that the bar could have been on. And sure enough, we walked into like the third place and it was. There's a little plaque over there, the last place that he sat. And then that's when they told us we, we went out and I remember because you asked about the grave. So picture this, we go out and it's like four feet of snow is for sure. And, and it's, it's off. Like, I don't know. It's probably, it's a small town, that one little strip, but, but it's, it's, it's way off the road. So yeah. It was it, off the main it, drag it like for hills, sure. Right? Yeah. It doesn't like this graveyard. It's not like you walk in and it's gated and it's like, he. no, it was just no. a graveyard, an old graveyard. You, you wouldn't even have known with like 50 people, well, 50 people. That's yeah. it. And it was the, the, the headstones weren't up right here. They go back hundreds of years and they're yes. all straight up. So they're all like, straight up. Someone here says go to the graveyard. Yeah. 
you, unless it's the the worst storm of the winter, you're going to know exactly where the graveyard is. You're going to, you're going to go there and, and you're going to find your way around because you'll literally walk in. I mean, they're huge. Some of the headstones are taller than me, right? Old school religious stuff. But um, yeah, down there wasn't at all. They were flat. So it didn't matter that yeah. we were looking at a graveyard. Look, we could have been looking at an empty field. Yes. Yeah. So it was wild that you, and then when she said the tree, and then we get there. There was more than one tree. I remember going, okay, it's not going to be that hard. But there were like. It was total fluke. There was, was a dozen trees in a, it was hundreds of yards in every direction. So we went over to the closest tree and figured maybe, but it ended up being around that one. And I still don't know how you found it anyway. We dug it, it right was just, up. It was just like fortuitous. I, I just happened to be standing on something. I'm kicking it. That's really smooth. It was, it was the word earnest. It's really it was, smooth. It was literally the word And earnest. when I, I looked remember. down, I saw. St. Yeah. yeah, and I, I was like, and it sort of can't be, it can't be. And as I kicked more and more of it, I said, "This is Hemingway and standing on his grave." Yeah, we, um, we, and I loved it. That we were literally standing on it, and we we shot. I got those pictures somewhere. We shoveled it out, and we. Oh, well, I got I got them home. I got one on the wall to show almost, that I was there. Yeah, I should almost. That's what Instagram with the Doc Holiday one in uh, Glenwood Springs, Colorado. If I was to say Instagram, do you know what that is? Yeah. What. It's a, it's an app. I know that I don't use it or anything. Do you know what, what happens on it? Not really. Well, it's kind of like Facebook. I mean, you're, you're kind of familiar with Facebook, right? Yeah. Yes. Very much so. Cause mom uses it. Yes. Okay. So it's it, all you really do, but there's places on Facebook. I can just put a picture up, right? I can just post a picture. I can put anything I want, but I can, yeah, yeah. I can put my feelings for that day. Yeah. Some people put what they're eating. I, I don't care. Yeah. Some shit that people put up doesn't make any sense, but because I mean, who cares? But yeah, like, so I like to post albums and stuff like that. Well, Instagram is that it's just pit pictures, really. Instagram, yeah. right? Okay. So, yeah. So if I, if, if, if you see me going, okay, I got to put posts about the new episode, I'll put like a picture of whoever it is, put it up there today on Tales with TR, and then people see it, they like it, they comment on it, and it gets a bit of traction going about the latest podcast. That, that's yes. kind of what Instagram yes. is. Okay. So I should put those pictures up on Instagram. I think I've avoided a lot of the Boise, Boise stuff. I remember going out to the, remember we went out to the penitentiary. Yeah. That was we're, wild too. Well, that I remember where they, uh, like, they hung, hung, they had the actual, that we saw the actual place where they hung the, the, and now, cause I was picturing, geez, someone was in, someone stood over this and got hung, but it was, uh, it was just left there. It was just falling down. No one, it was, it was actually an historical site, but it was, uh, they just let it go. But remember, the only prisons that I've ever been in, and I, I go to those. You go to the graveyards. I go to the prisons. Yeah. Um, that it, it was Alcatraz, whereby like, yeah, it's, I would have loved that. It's what I thought of a prison. Like yeah. you go in, it's like metal on metal. I would have loved that. Yeah. You know, one little toilet hanging out of the wall. Yeah. yeah. Senior, some of them I've been in, and you think you're at a country club. For sure. Um, you you wouldn't believe. No, for what, sure. What prison exists? For well, sure. Well, Alcatraz and the Boise State Penitentiary. That was now yeah. I, Boise State. That was pretty raw. Remember that? Whoa, that was pretty oh, that raw. That was a that was a, a, a fucking I, I jail. Could, I could imagine people getting tortured in that one. That was a jail without house. a doubt. Yeah, right? I was, was like, wow. Yeah, it was so, like wild, wild west. Totally. Um, Judge Roy Bean stuff. Yeah, well, senior. Uh, that was actually. What else did we do on that trip? Oh, the Colorado Springs one. You went out to see Doc Holiday. Uh, yeah, Colorado Springs. I went how, up to see Doc and the Buffalo Bill. How about this? There's a guy. He's dead now, man. But he, uh, what was his name? Senior? Ed Smith. No, no. 
they, there was a guy out in Colorado. Okay, so I went to Colorado. That's who took me around was Ed Smith. He was from Long Island originally, and he was a journalist. He ended up in His Colorado, a huge hockey fan, and he was the one who volunteered. I struck it off with him. And Are he died you tragically sure his after. name was Ed? Ed. I, uh, it wasn't Ed, man. It wasn't Ed Smith. It was. I thought it was, but anyway, but anyway it, it was a great so guy. This is what happens. I, I went down there. People often ask me why I even did it, but I I wanted to play out that year. I wanted to get traded from the Canadians, and they offered me a great deal in the minors, and I really only thought it would be a month or so. I mean, I ended up going to Hershey. I got, again, skated over my fucking arm. Look. I know. Remember that shit? You were a man, man. I got skated. If you look at it, man. It you was were just, a walking advertisement for injuries. Yeah. It was wild. And I was doing well in Colorado. On the, I had 30 games. I was playing with Craig Lyons and Zach Boyer, two like great line mates. People were looking at me. I had 30 games. I had 40 points, 160, 170 minutes. And um, now it's all the East Coast League. It was the West Coast. It used to be the West Coast League, the East Coast League, the Atlantic Coast League. Now they absorbed it all. There is a team, they're senior in, in Colorado. Forget what they're called. And they also have an AHL team now in like Boulder or something. Yes. Um, they really caught on, but it was a great spot uh, because you were in the mountains and you were, we used to go over to Pueblo. I loved it. Which was like a wild West kind of town. Like you were people picture Colorado Springs as this big winter wonderland, but that's Pike's peak. And we lived at the bottom of it, but it's like rock and desert, like just, just South. And we drove out to the, to the dam, the huge dam way outside of it. Yeah. And the, and the, the Pikes Peak in Colorado Springs is the highest in in the in the continental. continental. In the, yeah, but when and, and looking, it was the uh, it was the center for NORAD in no, the in the mountain. They had the, it built the, right into the mountain. You couldn't get close to it, yeah. but that was like intercontinental ballistic missiles all into the mountain. It was, and uh, that was like wow. Do you remember like Pikes Peak? Like, but it was it wasn't like Aspen where it's always snowing. Like Colorado Springs was dry. It was like it I was said, gorgeous, it was just a water water spot. It was desert like in One some of my spots. nicest spots I've ever because it was down. It was in the mountains. You so know? There was, yeah, there was a few reasons I chose because I figured I was only going. And it was only about uh, I, I'm going to say 30, 40 minutes from Denver. It was just outside Denver. Longer. Yeah, a little, a little bit. bit. But a great drive. And I went out to the Air Force Academy, which is just outside. Best just outside of Denver. Went out to the. Um, to the, uh, what do you call those uh, when you bronc ride bulls and that? The, uh, oh, the, what, the Hall of Fame, World Hall of Fame, where yeah, that guy got killed for eight seconds. He was, his stuff was out there. Um, senior, how about the, 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 it was just too numerous. It was just, there's going to be less than one or 1% of the audience that know where I'm talking about right now when I say this spot. You're going to probably have heard in Colorado Springs, there's a big estate like golf course, country club. Broadmoor. The Broadmoor. Yeah. Okay. Now within the Broadmoor. And also, Terry, ranked eighth in the United States. Eighth. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and like this, a this billion, all billionaires went there. I remember we so, went up there. It was unbelievable. Few reasons, senior, I played there. First of all, it was a great spot. Second of all, I really thought, and and I knew I, I didn't really have much to prove because I was kind of waiting. I ended up going to Dallas again, hurt myself. But and it was a nice little, and it, there was no pressure down there. I didn't have to play home. I didn't have to be in the in the minors somewhere. I didn't want to be, and it was. The, and I also know that I was training really hard, and it was the highest elevation. Like all yeah. all the U.S. Olympic team were tra- all this. They were all it's training center. There. Well, because it's the highest. Your, your arena. You came yeah. out of your arena, and you looked at U.S. athletic headquarters. Yeah. 
for Again, the U.S. Be, be, it was right because there. it's the highest elevated. But so so with elevation, yeah, comes a, a much well mile high, right? Greater yeah. ca- capacity for cardiovascular, right? Yeah. So if, if I'm working out two hours in Colorado Springs, it's going to be more valuable than my two hours in St. John's. I know that sounds insane. I know it does, but it's true. So because well, you're working against the elements too. Yeah. So I figured. And, you know, it was it was nice while we played. People think a lot of people think I mean, like, as far as visiting teams, not catching up with us. I don't quite mean that, although that was something. I mean, I was training for a bigger purpose and what better a place to do it. And I just loved it. It was it was just a wicked spot. It was. It was wicked for one so many of, One of the better places I've ever I've been yeah. to a few. I've ever been. It was just beautiful. Let alone. Play I love mountains and it was right in the mountains. That's what I loved. Um, and but remember, within the Broadmoor Senior, there was a bar called yeah. the Golden Bee. Yeah, Golden Bee. And they had the old Wild West piano. like. And that guy went up playing on the piano, could play anything. Can you remember? And he'd give you a bunch of bees and they'd yeah. stick it to your shirt. I, yeah, I still I, got them home as souvenirs. I got them. It's just it's one of the best bars I've ever, I mean, yeah. it because if, if you don't know what I mean with the, I don't know the name of the, 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 the piano, but if you listen to Rocky Raccoon by the Beatles. Yeah, that that's what it was like. It was like going into old Dodge City yeah. and looking for Wyatt Earp. And that's exactly yeah. the best description. You know, like, tinkling. What, what is that piano? It's just a piano, but well, it's, sound, it's, it's, really it's like rag, it's like ragtime, not quite ragtime. I don't know what they call it then, but, you yeah. know, it's a couple of boys who are whooping it up at the Malamute Saloon. The lady that's known as Lou, <laughs> Robert W. Service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but, yeah, oh how poet. that boy oh. could play. Yeah, yeah, Robert W. Sanders. Yeah, that's what he wrote. Well, uh, you know, the shooting of Dan McGrew and the... And the, uh, the who, was he the cremation of Sam McGee? Cremation of Sam McGee, yeah, he was wrote it? all those. Was he? He wrote the most famous ones on the North. Yeah. Ah, oh, did he? The Northern really? Lights have seen queer sights, but the strangest I ever did, did see, see was at night on the marge of Lake LaBerge. I cremated, cremated Sam, Sam McGee. McGee. Why is that in my... I don't know. I must well, have had a Very famous, very famous. Yeah, but I mean... And he was a clerk from Toronto, had never been North. He was, a, he was a clerk in a Toronto bank who had never been north, who took it all out of his imagination. Wow. Robert you know what? W. You Service. Know what? I did it in folklore. I knew it was in yeah. my head for some reason. His famous one is called Songs of a Sourdough. A sourdough was a prospector, right? You know what? I'm going to write that down. Just because, senior, yeah. these, these Songs podcasts, of a Sourdough. Remember, I, that's so, his collection. So you kind of know when I say podcast now that you're on one, you understand what these are, right? Yes. Well, we listen to the sports ones, but there is so. I tapped into one the other day. It's okay, you could get Robert W. Classic yeah. poetry oh, read wow. aloud. Oh, wow. So I said, I'll give this a try. Yeah. But all I knew by by Edgar Allan Poe was the Raven and Telltale okay, Heart. Okay, yeah. So I honestly did it just to go, what is this going to be like? Never and more. I kind of like it. Never more. So now I'll, I'll tap into him. It got everybody senior. It's free. I'm going, man, yeah. can you imagine this shit? I love Edgar Allan Poe. You yes, sir. You to pay for a university education yeah. to be able to. And, and now I can just. And do the same thing. I can listen up. to it for a week and you can. Yeah. You'd, you'd write it on the paper as a guy who studied yeah. it all, all year. Crazy. Yeah, All for free right there. Yeah. yeah. I can listen to all his poems by, it is. by noon today. Yeah, or, I know. By, it's fabulous. By yeah. That's wild. That is it, technology. I got my problems with a lot of it, and, and and I do make that vocal. But I will say, I will say that for things like that, it's really convenient. But then it goes back to my point, and I've often said it. Stephen Hawking, the last one of the last papers, I forget what it is, but uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson was talking about it. He's got a good podcast, and like the way Hawking described it, in, in really. I'm butchering this fundamental but, terms as, as fundamentals yeah, he could get. Yeah. Exactly. He said, well, first of all, 
back in the day, like to be able to go to Alexandria and be allowed into the library would have been the ultimate, like ultimate honor that anybody could have possibly have people books like think yeah. before technology that well we it was a font of knowledge for the world yeah. just to be able to read and have books and have all that knowledge and everything and then you know the dark ages happened and in 12 1300 all of a sudden the printing press comes more people are getting educated not everybody's booze and coffee comes into the mix 1450 um, actually 1450 there you go show sir uh gutenberg yes and 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 show sir comes in and then shakespeare and they're playing with language and everything and so it was very like knowledge was so sought after, right? And we were getting smarter. If you, well, that's, I guess, depending on subjective, but you know, in terms of the human race and the things that we're capable of, we get smarter and smarter and smarter. Well, knowledge was now, increasing exponentially. Yes. Now we have Alexandria and then more in our hand. Yeah. We can manipulate it. We can do whatever we want. We yeah. can, and we're getting dumber. We're literally getting, we don't even know what we're voting for anymore. No, I don't, I don't want to get either side of the political. That's too much. But I'm saying a lot of people are uninformed. If you were just going around and ask people yeah, it's a, random questions, they don't know. It makes even no though, sense with all no that sense. knowledge. You know. Like yeah. how do we. At the click of a, of a, of yeah. a thumb. That's it. Yeah. How, how do you not know where Arkansas is? Yeah. That's like, how in the fuck yeah. do you not know that? If or, or, I got no attachment to Arkansas. I'm just throwing that out there. Like, you know, like I almost now sometimes even, I don't know, seniors say I'm. Say I'm going to meet Jim Cuddy. He's my buddy, but that's a bad example. Like, I guess maybe Classified is coming here maybe to do a show with Dolo. Yes. Classified the rapper. So before he comes over, I'll, I'll listen to all of his stuff. I know five songs. He's yes. pretty good. I'll listen to all of it. I'll get informed, see where he's from. Go. You know, if I'm going on a trip to Rome, I would find it idiotic not to find the places find you got to see. Yeah. And But, but people don't. They, it, it's yeah. almost... An, <laughs> It, a lot of people don't. And I just find it with, with, with all this knowledge right in our hand. And what was another thing? A part of the same paper was, again, this is according to Neil deGrasse Tyson, but you get what I'm talking about. Up until Einstein and then shortly after, we always knew the smartest people on earth, whether you'd agreed or disagreed, whether it was Karl Marx, whether it was yes. Genghis Khan. The scientific community where, all yeah, agreed, yeah. There's scientific or, or it could have been- Newton a, or whatever. It could, it, it could have been Julius Caesar. It could yeah. have been a, a, a leader, a, a dictator. Yeah. But you knew- like. Because Genghis Khan had philosophies. I mean, he would he would give people the option. If you joined his army, he'd take care of you. He would uh, almost like insurance after you were like dead, like kind of thing. Like he would take care of the family. So even that, right? They're, they're, they're philosophies. But we always knew those people, the philosophers, the, the, the people on earth that were making a difference there. But now you have no fucking idea who helped the, with the coronavirus vaccine, for example, if, if you're if you're not into that, if that's too political, say HPV. I don't know. Say AIDS. Say fucking AIDS. It was around. It killed you right off the bat. Now you take a pill. I don't know. You don't even hear about it anymore. So we have those capabilities, but you don't know who did it. I don't know who did it. But I know Kim Kardashian got a fucking fake ass. Right. I, I know that she just put out a brand new line of perfume. Yes. <laughs> All the non-essentials, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And pop culture is great. And I mean, what are we on earth for, right? To entertain ourselves, to yeah. live a good life and everything. But when it spills over into that, you know, all like it's overwhelming. Like I can, if, if most people on the street can tell you more Britney Spears songs yeah. than they can countries in the world. And that's real. A lot of people, a sizable portion of the population can name more Britney Spears songs than countries on the planet. Uh, it, it's, 
that's me kind of saying it, but I, I truly believe that watching jaywalking and all the show, you know, remember that show Jay, Jay Leno used to have? We yes. Used to out yes. Yeah. But, On the street. But, but he does it from the daily show. They do it. Uh, Colbert, like yeah, he was, he was ahead of his time. And that's what it says about Jay Leno. Yeah. He was the first one. And again, again, even there, you're talking, uh, one side of the fence. Dennis Leary does it. There you go. He's he's Republican. Uh, I haven't you know, seen him recent recently. But like you, but you know what I mean. Like people go out there, but that's his big thing. It's like everybody's a fucking idiot. You don't even like. There, there's no side to take because most people are ill informed or they only care about their own. Country, yes. Yeah. Right. Anyway, I'm going on, but you get the point. Um, senior, what do you think Alex Newhook's best attribute is? Someone asked me that the other day. No, I, I don't I, know. I, I think maybe skating, but yeah, growing up, I, I, it wasn't that. One, the thing that jumps out at me is the speed. Yeah. You would be speed. He's got, he's got above average speed. He's like, that's why to me, that's why he went so high because speed kills and speed can give you so many more opportunities and what have you. And the number one thing I'd see good hands, good vision, whatever, but a really, really uh, excellent speed. You know, yeah, I see. And, and when he was growing up, you see, he was so talented that, I mean, it, I, it just was, it was assumed that he, I guess he was fast. I mean, he was always fast, but it was mesmerizing his moves. But now in the NHL, a lot of people get moves. I'm looking at him and that's what I noticed too, is speed. But I, I you know, this is, these questions I write, a lot of people write in and ask. So uh, to me, yeah. Speed, and that actually comes from Carl in Toronto. Um, what was I going to say about that? Um, oh, with Alex. So we might as well talk about it with being Colorado. I mean, he might like, there's only two, Michael Ryder, Danny Carey. This might be another today as, as we're recording this, it's three games to one for Colorado and they're playing again tonight. So he could be the third and I, he probably would be the youngest. Alex is only 21, I believe. But to talk about something relevant, did you see the game the other night? I'm, I'm mystified because I didn't want the headache senior. I'm looking at the pictures of the people on the ice and I'm going, okay, that's blurry, but there's people over by the bench. And to me, there's all like, cause what I'm referring to is John Cooper after the game, who usually has a level head and, and he did, he came out and explained yeah. it. I'm glad he, he said, you know, I'm just not ready to talk about it right well, now. He was frustrated. That's all. But, I get what he's saying, kind of. I mean, technically, there was an extra player, but that's why you change on the fly, no? Like, there was no one affected in the play. I would no, think the same thing no. happened 20 times with his own team just that game. Yeah, well, I mean, didn't if I'm not mistaken, didn't Tampa Bay win a controversial yeah. game by Guy being definitely offside? Well, they had but it had, no, it had no impact on the play. Yeah. So I wouldn't call it either, you know? Like, to me, am I... I didn't even see the infraction. I, I'm looking at it going, okay, like to me, if I'm, I wait till the guy that I'm changing for is like, I mean, they say 10 feet, but sometimes 15 feet, sometimes 20 feet from the bench. If there's no one around, it depends. It never gets called. It depends upon the ref, man, who's making the call. Everyone's different. Like right? 20 feet isn't that much if you're, if you're, and if the rule is 10 and people are moving in motion. Yeah. How do you even tell? Like to me, there was, yeah. If you're not hindering the play, I don't care if I, yeah. I would never. I wouldn't even notice it if I see three guys going to the bench and three guys coming on. The guys at the bench with their back to the play. What do I care? Right? Yeah, you have nothing to do with it. I mean, technically, 
Okay, but I could say technically maybe the fucking defenseman's chin strap's undone. There's always something technically that could bring the goal back. You know, like someone, you could call someone for illegal gear or, or might be a bad example, but you know what I mean? Like to me, I don't know if that, okay, I'll come at you like this. Let's just say technically it is a penalty. So didn't defenders of Tampa Bay are saying there's four officials. Okay. Now, are you fucking kidding me? If you're a linesman in the NHL Stanley cup finals game four overtime, you're going to take your whistle out and call too many men on that. That's the whole thing. That's never, ever going to happen. So you only some guts for a linesman. If to me, and you probably a, never ever officiate in, ever in the again. final again. If I'm a, if if a linesman makes that call, there better be fucking eight guys on the ice. Yeah. That's part of the game. I I don't yeah. see anything wrong with it. Okay, good. It's I I'm like, did I miss something? Because even hockey players are going. Yeah, there's too many. I'm going. I I don't know. I'm looking at it. I see nothing at all that I haven't seen twenty times a game from both teams. Uh, senior, what's the deepest playoff run you ever went on? Deepest playoff run? Well, it was in the minors. I went to the the year. It was in the International League. I was with the uh, Islanders Farm Club in Muskegon. We had a really, really ended up first overall, most points, and we had a absolute moron for a coach. And we uh, we played Saginaw, which was L.A. Kings Farm Club. And their goaltender won a form. A guy named Mario Lassard went straight from Saginaw to the L.A. Kings for about nine years. He was unreal. That was in the, in the semifinals. We had him three games to one. And we managed, through his inept coaching, to lose the next three. They beat us, <laughs> beat us in the seventh game. At home, eight to two. How does that happen? He could be out here listening to this. Well, I think he's dead now, but <laughs> he was a total moron. And uh, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, it was probably the best minor league team I ever played on. They were all solid minor leaguers, really good. And the team that won it, we didn't lose to them during the year. And we should never have lost. But it, was, it would have been the semis. Uh, and by the way, earlier I said Dennis Leary. I meant to say Dennis Miller. Yeah, I was and, going to say Dennis Leary. He's just, you can't yeah, get more Democrat than no, him. No, no, no. I mean Dennis Miller, and he's really yeah, Miller is really Republican. Yeah, and and he, but he he does that, and he's like you know, let's let's understand what we're. He's also for. really smart. He's really, really smart. smart. Yeah, his is. message. Him is, and Leary are like the, uh, they look <laughs> yeah. the opposite ends of the spectrum, but equally as smart. Yeah, and because Leary is smart too. And Miller, you can sit down and have a and, and anyway, but his point is that he's like, I'm well read. They just ask him, he goes, a lot of this isn't because he's known for his long, sophisticated sentences. There's like on Saturday Night Live, they would use it as as uh, like knee slappers. Like he was so intellectual. They used it as comedy. Yeah. But anyway, that's what I'm kind of talking about. Right. His message is like, well, the reason I know these words is because I fucking read. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. 
New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets, no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you could do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win, and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Who would you take? Now, you're going on a playoff run. Both these guys, I think, are ballsy. Both are right perimeter. Both might kill you, but they might help you. They might be the hero. They might be the goat. Do you take Kane or Kadri? Evander Kane or Nazem Kadri? Now, I know Kadri just did that, but Kane had a fucking great playoff, too. He did. Kane is... Absolutely repulsive individual. <laughs> I would find it extremely hard under any circumstances. Yeah. But Kane is a better player. Like as a pure player, mm-hmm. Kane is better. Uh, it's not that I'm singing Kadri's praises praises because he's 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 yeah. put a few guys out too. <laughs> yeah. uh, if I was to take a pure player that's and look past that, I'd have to and I'd hold my nose. It would have to be Kane. <laughs> and if if you were a GM making a sensible contract, it would be Kadri. I'm guessing if you said you'd be a door, if you were just well, anyone making- who thinks that if you sign Evander Kane to a five year, forty five million dollar contract, doesn't believe that the next day something yeah. scandalous is going to happen and you're locked into that contract, you're really a fool <laughs> because this guy not only should he be given one year contracts. He should be given the number of games he appears in. But if he appears, Cadre is not that bad. Yeah, Cadre, I, Cadre, I think just plays with with uh, reckless abandon, and he plays dirty. Well, dirty. he plays dirty. Yeah, he plays dirty. It's just that Kane. I don't know that he's a head case. With mafia. all that talent, has got as much dedication to the game of hockey as that chipmunk that's running up, yeah. running up the tree. Because all he wants is money. I guess all everyone wants is money. But people know that in order to get that money, they've got to either sacrifice or put numbers up. And he cares nothing about his teammates. It's all, well, enough said. Look at his past history. This is not a month. This is three, four teams. And he has, the only reason why he had, he's, he's a pure skill guy. I mean, he went like number four or something in his draft year. It's just that he was playing with dry side and McDavid. So what are you going to say, Vander? When the fuck are you going to say to McDavid? Well, he says, get your fucking arson gear. You get it in gear. That's why I find it intriguing. If, if if they settled them down, maybe they could, but you're right. I would never give him a multi-year. It's just, it's just like, do you see this fucking Kyrie Irving now? I mean, this guy Same is, thing. is he living in, you know, the latest, I think he just does Stephen it. A they gave a list. No. <laughs> Did you see the list? No, this is worse. He, now he's throwing Kevin Durant under oh, the bus. No, no. Oh yeah. It's proven. Uh, Stephen A said he's after phoning LeBron said, you got to get me out here. You got to get me out here, LeBron. We can work it out again. Durant. Yeah, so he's thrown Durant under the bus life. by Durant fought for him to get him there, but he said he's denying it. But Stephen A says, I know for a fact that he's called LeBron James at least twice 
to get me out there. Now, and I, yeah. And not only that, the people, he's so, to me. I mean, you you wouldn't put his name and Steph Curry in the same. I don't know. Not the same sentence in the same people. Like paragraph. Stephen A says he's like the guy's box office. He is, but that doesn't matter. He finds a reason every year. I truly believe, like, if your convictions, if you really, really believe that you didn't want to get that fucking vaccine, but that's not why he didn't. He just did it to miss time the year Without before. A doubt. Personal time. And he won. Personal time. But he won. He won. He won. He got his money. And now he's going to get it again. Why Why? Why are you woke, Kyrie? Well, personal reasons. What are they? Well, I don't want to tell you. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. Stephen A says it, he only wants to play less than 40 games. It's the owner of the Nets, man. I know he's a billionaire, but... He's made everyone how, how look like you, fools. How could you with a straight face? Now, <coughs> Kevin Durant has done that and, and played and Durant plays and he's played injured. And, and this guy's coming back whenever he wants fucking chewing a toothpick. Because Kyrie Irving play. tells Kevin Durant what to do. He tells him what to do. You know, what? Kevin Durant is not a leader kind of guy. He's no, just not. Right. He says, Kyrie says, here's how we're going to do it. Kevin. Okay, Kyrie. Yeah, he's not right, he's not a like Curry is a leader. He plays bad and goes out and he sinks 40. Or yeah, I know. Uh, you know the, the guys around the league that are leaders. Kevin Durant, the physical specimen, but he's not a leader. You know what's funny? I love by the way, I loved this year in basketball because I really found that there was some comeuppance or some like it really felt like current like there's a lot of guys around the league like that. Like uh, Kyrie spurred like like, how about that? Fuck, Jesus. Brooklyn got to deal with Ben Simmons, too. I forgot. Yeah. We're not even he, we're not even talking so, about him. So what he, kind of management's there? Yeah. But I like that these guys didn't get ahead. I do, because there's a chance they would have won. Well, Simmons still got $25 million. And, He's in court. Simmons, he sued him. He's in court. Yeah. So here they are with a player that's suing me for $25 million, that I didn't, And they're still, like, kissing hey, his ass. And then in warm-ups, <coughs> couldn't play the games, dunking in warm-up. Yeah. I mean... And uh, or, or the same thing with that. I think this guy's going to be a the problem. He's not. The, at, what's the guy in New Orleans? What's the guy at, in New Orleans? The, the Golden big? State. Oh, Zion Williamson going to be the same thing. Same, same thing. thing. He's he's playing same around. Thing. They're like, well, same thing. Well, there's only three months left. He's going to sit. Same what do you thing. mean? There's only three. Same thing. There's twenty odd games. Well, there's no point no. for him to play now. No, it's, it's but it's the point. Basketball, he's making money. Basketball is is gone off the charts. Senior, and not only that, in this hockey. is. In hockey, he wouldn't last. There'd be guys, there would be guys in practice lining him up to fucking put him out on his own team. Oh, definitely. You couldn't get away with it. You couldn't get away with it. Not in not in a hockey but, culture. But senior, this is what I love this year about the NBA <coughs> because even Boston, at least they're guys that go out and try hard and they, they show up and they appreciate yes. the fans. Yes. Um, people, I would say this guy's Canadian. I don't talk about him much because it seems biased. But Wiggins, you know yeah. what I found out about Wiggins? He was a big chunk, man. The first three years he's there and people say he's bombing. You know what he did? He missed one fucking game. Yeah, no At least question. he's playing. Yeah. He doesn't miss games. These guys now, they think, like, to me, winning is part of it. But the other part is that, like, who's paying the salaries? you got to pay the games, right? Like, No, but what about fans that are going? He's not playing the night. what I'm saying. I played 250 bucks to get know, this ticket. When people talk about it, they, they, like... <laughs> You often hear sports commentators and they'll say, well, you know, he needs this time and time management and all this shit. But OK, but we're, we're just all assuming that the only goal is the championship, but only one team wins. Like Colorado is going to win. That means 31 or they, Colorado or Tampa is going to win one Colorado win for Alex. Um, 
That means 31 teams earned. So there has to be another goal or else every team's going to be unsuccessful. The other goal is always money. So how do you generate that money and popularity through fans? So I don't want to hear this time. Like time management to me isn't even, are you hurt or are you fucking not? Absolute because bullshit. If time management is a thing, then you, you got to look to the league and you're playing too many games. The guy who's the most honest guy who says it like it is is Steve Kerr. Yeah. And Steve Kerr, like none of that bullshit with the Golden State Warriors because they all want to play. Yeah. Draymond Green is on another planet, but, but they got him controlled. Yeah. Curry got him controlled and, and he gives you everything. I tell you, I got a new Draymond respect Draymond Green him. gives yeah. you everything. He'll eat the floor. That's what I want to see yeah. as a team. Now, he'll make bonehead decisions, but in the end, hey, he's got four. He's got he's four. Got four. And, and you know what? Kevin got two. Can you remember if there's if there's one thing? There was a lot of things I liked about the last dance. Actually, I might watch it again. But uh, I love that. I mean, if you people now think Draymond Green, which he is a head case, you should have really... You have no idea when Rodman came into the Bulls how much of a fucking circus act that guy was. Absolute. He was a complete circus. And and Jordan, like to some degree, there was still some little. Uh, he went off the rails a little bit, but but he played as a team. Like player. when he didn't show up for the game, went to Vegas for yeah, the weekend. Like, like you would, like you would. <laughs> like you know, that. I got a lot of money and I got to spend it. But he was a like key you part would. He was a key part of it. And I, I think <laughs> yes, I think had he played with Allen Iverson or or someone like. <laughs> I love I played hard, if anything. I just thought he had a bad attitude. But there, there were players that I think if he'd gone there, you know, he was like that kid growing up that if he hangs out with the bad crowd, he's going to be a criminal. If he hangs out yes. with Rodman was right on that fence and he wanted to he wanted the limelight. So you had to really how are you going to give this guy the limelight he needs on the same team with the best athlete, arguably of fucking decades. And it worked. Well, Phil Jackson was brilliant at handling them, too. Jackson, Phil Jackson was. he knew he, he was an intelligence, you know, and he never got excited. But what he said went. And they knew they knew how far they, they could go. And See, if, if you don't, Dennis, you're not playing. If you weren't here, I wouldn't have said that. That's that's the biggest point of all of it. It was more Jackson than no anything. question. Fuck, he had to keep I only mean, a certain Michael Jordan had an ego. Coach them. They all had egos. Um and then you got to deal with Pippen and the rest of it. Anyway, yes. if, if, if for those who haven't seen it, and there are lots, I refer to it a lot, and people say, what do you mean? I thought it was the most popular thing on the planet, but I guess not. But The Last Dance came out a couple of years ago, Netflix. Yeah, fabulous. And by the way, Senior, did you see Peaky Blinders is out now? I'm, I'm on the last one now. Okay, don't tell me. I no, just started. No, it's like there's a couple of uh, things that are going to blow me away. That Love are going to be surprising, yeah. Did you ever play video games or pinball? Pinball growing up, yeah. Not video games. We didn't really have it. But pinball, yeah, that's pinball. Was it? Like, yeah. I, I wondered because I said, what? Yeah, no, lots of pinball. Someone asked me again, like, what I did for fun back when. I can remember having video games. No, I don't think they exist. I don't think. I think that came in with me. Well, pinball for stuff. sure. Every little corner store had a couple of pinball machines. Um, <clears throat> who's your favorite female actor ever? Actor, actress. Well, I think it's all actor now. All actor, yeah. Everybody's a fan. Uh, Anything that's like snow. Ever. <clears throat> My hottest one that I would was hot was Susan Sarandon in her heyday. Really? Yeah, I thought she was so hot. Really? Oh my god! I, Sus yeah. I don't picture her like that. Oh wow, she was gorgeous. Susan uh, Sarandon. The best probably. Mine would be Elizabeth Hurley and Austin Powers. But go ahead. Probably. 
I really got to think about that. Well, you know, it's hard to deny Meryl Streep. It just hard. I don't see anybody close, but I, I didn't see Betty Davis and all that shit back in the day. You know? Well, I, I mean, I, I, I didn't see Greta Garbo was, I don't know who. Well, Betty Davis, obviously, you know, she, no, had, but I didn't see the movies. I, I watched the main Catherine movies. Catherine Hepburn. I don't know if I'm okay. So I saw her. Is she in the apartment? The apartment with uh, Jack Lemon. Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau, is it? Yeah, no, I, you know, no, I think that's Shirley MacLaine. Ah, yeah, it is. Okay. She was a great actress, too. I watched the old ones and, like, who's in Casablanca? I watched that because I said, I want to see Humphrey Bogart, but it's a yeah, big actress. That, I'm, I'm nearly I just sure forget who the that, actresses that's are. That's Greta Garbo. That's Greta Garbo. Yeah, it's Greta Garbo, nearly 100% there. I don't know why. It's just I, I hear about these guys and I want to kind of see what they I guess like I'm a guy and I'm an actor. So that, that's what I've done. I'm going back. Yeah. Not to be like a better thespian, but it, it is kind of cool to see uh, getting off topic. But a lot of people on the list of all time movies would be Citizen Kane. And I often say it to people. The fr So I, I remember like in the 90s going, OK, and I got it. It was OK, but I was like. This is no better than, I don't know, at the time, Die Hard with a Vengeance or some shit. But the thing is, the way it's shot and everything. Yeah, and the, it, 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 it's what yeah. he brought. He invented like. The, yeah. It, now I know that. Citizen Kane. Like yeah, yeah. It, now I what, know that. What they did following him, and they the, all did what he did. Like the two and three cameras set up. <coughs> and the angle shot. The angle shot coming yeah. up at the face. And the, all that. It was genius. The, the best way I can, even though this movie came 20 years later, movies used to be like. If you, if you watch 12 Angry Men, it's like one room and then one another room, room, yeah. Then another room. And it, it's great almost movie like too. a great movie. Just acting, pure acting. Yeah. Like the movies used to be, even even like Maltese Falcon, that's one of my favorite old yeah. ones. Yeah. But it's like set, set, set. It, it's almost like a play, right? They're, they're there. And, yeah. Because it's one camera. It is. And you can see the, the set. They walk in where yeah. you where you your business is on. You can see yeah. the sets now. So now when I watch Citizen Kane after watching like Charlie Chaplin say Modern Times yes. or or Maltese Falcon, because this is, I'm going, oh, wow. Yeah. It's almost like if if, 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 if we, we preach the Beatles a lot, I, I tell people, like some Beatles fans say, listen to Sgt. Pepper or say Abbey Road, or I'd say listen to them after you listen to everything else at that time. Listen to 10 songs from 1965 and then listen to Sgt. Pepper. And you'll see how, oh my, fuck, this is crazy good, right? Yeah. But if you just compare, I mean, I could say that with a lot of things, but. I often like to do that, even with art. You're looking at it or, or, or listening to whatever type of art it would be. Even if it comes to a podcast, even Foster Hewitt. I listened to some Foster Hewitt podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Now I get it. He was I, one of the first. He, he, he would did. call the game. Like, he did. And by the way, and now history. I know where Bob Cole gets it. Bob Cole talks about Foster Hewitt. Man, are there similarities. Yeah. Man, are there similarities? I didn't. It, well, he, he idolized him. So it's, it's yeah. sans a reason that something's going to rub and off. And if you listen to other people at the time, it's it's almost like it's a commercial. Like, like if you listen to I listen to the old 50s radio shows and 40s radio shows, and there might be like as soon as it goes to commercial, it's the commercial. It's the Brian Rogers broadcast voice. You know, the uh, if you want to shave, get Gillette, Gillette, the best a man can get. And it's, it's this put on thing. But Hewitt's into it. And he's giving you the play-by-play, -play and he's totally into the game, and he's up and he's down, and he's telling you about some of the players and where they came from, and this is why this guy's good. It's gripping, and I, I often put it on at night and just throw it on in the background. And I'm oh, like, yeah. that's why you're, Foster Hewitt. You're going right back in time. Yeah. Just and like the Green Hornet.
I never did. Is that, was that his thing? No, the, the, who knows? The Shadow knows. I, I shouldn't have said Green Hornet. No, the Shadow is one of those detective shows that I'm Of course, to. but that was his famous line. Who knows? The Shadow knows. Yeah, the Green Hornet is a superhero, right? Just like, yeah, just like there are 8 million stories in the Naked City, this has been one of them. That was a really big the show City? in the, when I was growing up in the 50s, early 60s, Naked City, it was called. And it was a cop show. It was a cop show. Do you know what I'm into now? I'm, I'm finding this really funny. You would never see it now, but have you ever heard of the adventures of Johnny Dollar? No. Okay. So Johnny Dollar is an insurance detective and he's working for an insurance company. Is this comedic comedy? No, no. Oh, okay. It's like, it's like 1940. Okay. So uh, people getting murdered and all that. I'll tell you why. Now I people without some kind of, explanation here you probably think i'm nuts but when i was in folklore i took when i was doing folklore i took one course and it it focused on an area that i never think of and i mean you you came right after it but in 1920s radio starts being a thing right yeah. and, and all of a sudden like charlie chaplin those silent movies happened but you had to like go to the movies to see that you it wasn't at home like that didn't happen until the 80s vcrs and stuff like on demand that shit didn't happen for a long time, right? If, 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 if even for us, like if we didn't catch, I don't know, chairs on TV, you couldn't see it till the next week. But um, uh, anyway, for that time, so radio starts being a thing. Now there's something else to do other than read and you know go out to the pictures or whatever. So people are at home having their supper and they're gathering around and they're listening to. Like the Maltese Falcon was Sam Spade, but that was based on a, yes. a, the adventures of Sam Spade, right? Yes. Brought to you by Gillette. Yeah. And everybody at 7 p.m. every night used to, and then it was gather around and listen as a family. Yes. And that's where like people in Canada explained that like it was only Hockey Night in Canada, but that was every radio show. Hockey Night in Canada, because that was famous and people talk about gathering around the radio, you know, but they did that for all those shows. Like it was like TV was the radio, that was the medium. So then in the 50s, and especially 60s, TVs start to come into every household. Now it goes Technicolor. And, and all of a sudden, those shows were forgotten about. Much like the Beatles knocked off, not quite Sinatra, but definitely made them take a back seat. And everybody, Sinatra, Nat King Cole, th th that music survived. But every other crooner in small town America. Eddie Fisher, gone. Gone. All Johnny gone. Mathis, gone. All so gone. These yeah. shows aren't going to go on anymore. They're, and, and, but, they're about 20 to 25 years. And it's really interesting because all the advert, like if you hear, you might hear Madison square garden, have an advertisement that the Rangers are playing the Canadians in the middle of Johnny dollar, because, because there was no, like it was, it was like watching the Super yeah. Bowl. Well, I was watching one the other day. I said, my God, cigarettes, they were advertising the benefits of cigarettes. Uh, and I said, Oh my God, is that the old YouTube but people didn't know. And they were, they were, you know, the guy, handsome looking guy take it in that's right that menthol the benefits of smoking and senior I, people what, didn't know just killing themselves right didn't know we didn't know yeah it's great was that the um <coughs> or here's johnny dollar look 1949 okay january my birthday your truly johnny dollar yeah, it's going back in time, man. I love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'd be all... Right. The Robert W. Perry case. ...has its baggage packed to take a trip with America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator, Johnny Dollar. 
At insurance investigation, he is just an expert. At making out his expense accounts, he is an absolute genius. Right, and now I can go up. Is his name spelled D-O-L-L-A-R? Yeah. Oh, so Johnny Dollar. Johnny Dollar, the insurance investigator. (laughs) He goes to work and people are... You know, it's all people that are trying to rip off. So it must, it's strange that I've never heard that, but he must have been big for it to be network. I've never heard that name ever. Yeah. Never read it, never heard it. Yeah. And then that's kind of why I searched it because I said it, it's almost like going to another planet. It's Sam not- Spade, of course. The Shadow, yeah. sh- of course. The Green Man of now, Steel. I can go to information, right? And it'll bring up all the information. So, yes, yours truly, Johnny Dollar, is a radio drama that aired on CBS from 49. To 1962. That 13 years. Yeah. There were 809 wow. episodes in the 12 year run and more than 710 exist today. Wow. Uh, right. Format. I can't believe I history. Ever. Actors who played him Dick Powell, Char- Charles Russell, Ed O'Brien, John Lund. Yeah. Gerald Moore. Recognized a lot of them. Right. Uh, and so these all. So that's that. Now I can go on to this one. See, genres. So I can go adventure. Like I can go here, senior, to adventure. And Superman comes up. Oh yeah! The, see this, nineteen thirty-nine for sure. Yeah, the original Superman. That's when it came out. Thirty-nine was it? I knew it was the thirties. Right. So that was the first. And not only wow. that, um, the reason we, we did it senior in folklore, I know this is going on, but it's half interesting um, because we studied War of the Worlds. And that's on there, too, because yeah. War of the Worlds, 1933. It, and they've they put H. it on here. Wells. And people started fleeing New York City because well, they thought. Well, uh, uh, Orson Wells did it, mm. but it was H.G. Wells wrote War of the, War of the Worlds. Mm. He just went pop and yeah. Riots caused riots. People thought they were, yeah, actually thought it. People thought in New York, uh, thought that aliens were invading, and uh, yeah, people were trying like the bridges were jammed. Yes, traffic. yes. Um, anyway, those for, for those that are into it, honestly, that is a gift. I just played that. It's called Old Time Radio. It gives every single one of those. And again, if I didn't take folklore, I wouldn't have thought about it. But it is a very interesting time, and you got to remember that. These advertising companies, there was no TV. So you're going to hear some wacky ads. You're right, senior, pushing smokes. Um, it's a different time. That's right. Time. Taste that smokes that goes down your throat. The benefits. I, I just, doctors agree. If it wasn't so tragic, I'd I howl. But the yeah. pe- uneducated people didn't know. Tobacco companies probably knew then. Probably knew then. They weren't going to say anything. But... That is the that is the worst I've heard. Yeah. Here, enjoy this cigarette. Yeah. That's right. That nice, calm. <laughs> I mean, I that can't cool believe it. Feeling that cool down. feeling. Yeah. Yes. There's one. There's one on YouTube. I get the. <laughs> I go to the retro commercials and watch them. And there's one that's <clears throat> that's like from way back. Oh yeah. Like the fifties, and it's appealing to kids. It's like yes. hey, kids trust. Yeah. Try a camel. I don't know. If it's uh, yeah. There, but it's something Trying like to that. get a hook. Yeah. Well, camel were big. For and nothing was done. To, yeah. They had the Joe Camel. Well, they had Joe Camel was the worst. They, they ended up doing away with them because, because the psychologists and everyone, and they were literally kids knew Joe Camel 
more kids knew who Joe Camel was than the president of the United States. Yeah. But they knew Joe Camel. That's, that's uh, well, you know what? That's full circle because that goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Uh, senior, in the year you were in the WHA, 72-73, who would, did you come across, like what players that were mesmerizing? Anybody? Well, I mean, you Hull really wasn't mesmerizing. Hull was just so powerful. Word, but yeah. Mesmerizing would be to, yeah. to be mesmerized. I could put a guy like my favorite player of all time. I only played Chuck one Rose. year. I say in, in junior and junior Canadians, but he went left to junior Canadians. The next year he was rookie year and scoring 40 for the Buffalo Sabres. Now how in the fuck was I supposed to stop Jill Perot? He becomes rookie of the year the next year and scores 40 in the NHL, but he was mesmerizing. Yeah, there you go. That that's true. So many moves. Hull was just pure power. It was it was just get it and go. And he was so such a great skater. And then he wound up with that shot. And but Perot would was dancing on his skates and and the head was going in the hands. That's mesmerizing. Uh, good good answer. Favorite Boston Red Sox ever. Well, I'm a Yankee fan, so I'd hate the Red Sox. That's why I asked. I give the devil his due. I would, I would say Yastrzemski. He did win the Triple Crown. He was a great player, and yeah. And what do you think of the Yanks this year, man? What do you think? I don't. I get, are, are, they got 52 wins already. I know, but like, it's still things can happen, right? Baseball things can happen. Like, I'm man. still waiting. I'm still waiting. For Judge and Stanton to go down with broken legs. I can't help it. I'm not sold on them. And, and Judge is having a year of years. But these guys have been hurt so often. I'm waiting. Him? I'm waiting for like, oh, yeah, he's gone for 20 games. What do you do, though, if he doesn't? Do you pay him? Because he's going to command. You're going to have to. How would you not? You're going to have to. You're going to have to. You're not. They're not going to sign him to it. He's 30 years old. He's hitting it late, right? I know, but well, you're still, going to have to sign him. To that's a, what the market says. Unfortunately, well, you're going to have to sign him to a five-year, yeah, four hundred million dollar deal. No, not four hundred million. Eighty million a year. No, but okay. Trout's making five. thirty-six. He's the highest yeah, paid. Sorry, 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 sorry. I, you're I mean, going to have to give him forty. No, I I did the math wrong. I'm saying he's going to get thirty to thirty-five million. Oh, that's a slam dunk. Well, on the other, if thing, if if he completes the year, like that he's having and doesn't go down he again, thirty five at the beginning, right? He wanted trout money. He wanted trout money. And what's trout at thirty six? I but the numbers I'm, kind of I'm near not, are meaningless. I love me Yankee and I love Aaron Judge. He's not worth. He's trout. not as good as trout. No, but what I'm saying is that the market gets driven up and someone gives it, it does, down. and you're caught in the middle of a contract. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but like, what's Harper got? Harper got less than Trout, Slightly but not much. And how's he doing? He got like a buddy, uh, like a nine-year contract. Harper's having another dynamite year. Yeah, looks like he's overcome his injuries, and he's at maybe thirty-four. He's right up there, top yeah. three, top four. Um, I think that's about it. I got to tell you, know what, senior uh, Penny Lane got soccer, and we yeah. got to leave in about an hour, yeah, and she it. has to do an audition. So listen, everybody, thanks a lot for tuning in. Check out Wedgwood Cafe there on Elizabeth Avenue for your catering needs and also drop in. It's a great spot. Peter Wedgwood's a great guy. Any posh designs, women's wear reimagined. If you want a hoodie or coveralls or anything, send me a note at terryryan2020 at gmail.com. Same thing if you want a book.
Or you want to, like I said, I'm going to Rapid City. I'm going to Austin. And I tell you guys, those two books that Terry wrote, I know he's my son. I'm his harshest <laughs> critic. They're really, really, he, he can write. And they're, they're very good books. They're interesting books. They're at Senior. That's full circle. Yeah. I, I only did because you forced me to read. That's it. Basically. That's you, it. I, I shouldn't be. You basic, basically. You know, there's always a million. You books. know what Churchill said? Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. And how true it is. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. We shall leave it there. Thank you to DraftKings. Thank you to all my sponsors. Uh, true, true hockey. Check it out. We'll be at Buffalo in Buffalo at the Chicklets Cup, July 21st to the 23rd. I'll be wearing my true hockey gear. I can't wait for that. Thanks to the team at True and Corey Gregory. And uh, if you're downtown, check out TJ's Green Sleeves. Trinity Pub, Bull and Barrel, and Rob Roy. That's where I like to have my beers. And if I'm going for a meal, I go to the Merchant Tavern or I go to Blue on Water. Why not? Ryan Vandenbush, thanks for visiting last week. Jordan Nolan, thanks for popping on the podcast. And Senior, thanks a lot today for being my guest. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. This has been 108. You got to go and, and put put the, the presents next to the wall with care, with hopes that St. Nicholas will soon be there. This has been episode 108. Thank you very much. We'll see you in a few days with Jason Strudwick. Be good to each other. Catch you on the rebound. See you soon.